to us through your song, wasn't it? And as, as that song came through, just about the heart of the Father over us. And I was just reminded in, in the Bible where it talks about how Jesus intercedes for us night and day. And I, like your name is on his lips night and day. He, he's praying for you. He's uh, praying uh, your destiny into being. Yeah. He, he knows about every single situation and circumstance that you're in, and he's interceding for it, for the best possible outcome. Isn't that amazing? What an amazing father we have. So it's really great to be here this morning. I'm so excited um, because I know that Father God just wants to really connect people with their dreams this morning and connect people with the things that he has made you for. We've all been made with an incredible purpose and the Father's just going to come and connect that in your heart this morning. So just be expectant because some of the things that God is going to speak to people today are actually going to change history. Because we're history makers. (laughs) We're carrying the power of God and the love of God for for this nation and for the nations of the world. So the dreams that God places in your heart have the power to change history. Isn't that exciting? So just be expecting the Father to be speaking this morning. I'm very aware that whenever I speak to groups like this about dreaming... I don't want it to be about lots of new information. It's actually about you having a revelation of the Father's heart of love towards you. So just be expecting a revelation this morning, not new information, just a revelation of his heart for you. Um, I'm just going to share a little bit about my story. Um, I've been a Christian 35 years. It's a long time, isn't it? And um, it's really been in the last sort of five years that Father God has been taking me on this journey of what it means to dream with him and what it means to like walk in adventure each day with him. And it all comes from a place of intimacy and knowing the Father's heart towards us. And as we know that intimacy, then out of that place, We know what our dreams are, we know what God has called us to, and we live that out. And back in 2009, I had a dream to go to um, uh, Bethel Church in Reading. Some of you may have heard of that church, led by a man called Bill Johnson. And I had a dream to go out there and do a school of ministry out there. And basically, the school of ministry is to prepare you for like a supernatural lifestyle. You know, like Jesus has called us to preach good news to the poor, to heal the sick, to cleanse the lepers and to raise the dead. And I'd read that in my Bible, but I didn't really understand that I could do it. And I wanted to learn about how I could do that. So I went out to Bethel for a couple of years. But you know, God's plan is always bigger than our plan. So I was out there thinking, oh, I'm just going to learn about healing and deliverance and things like that. 
But actually, while I was there, there was an opportunity to get involved in something called dream coaching and receive this sort of like life coaching about dreams. And I thought, well, that sounds fun, so I'll have a go. And uh, in my first session, I had to write a list of a hundred dreams about my life. A hundred. I was like, oh my goodness, I don't even think I have three dreams, let alone a hundred, you know. But gradually, as I met up with these two wonderful ladies who really encouraged me and cheered me on and just believed in me and just kept telling me, Joy, you do have dreams. Father God has put dreams in your heart. My list started to expand and I started to like just um, ask Holy Spirit what action I could take about these dreams and how I could live these dreams out. Um, and what happens as you dream is you start to get a bigger revelation of who God is because you see his kindness to you. So I love Jamie's story about that film because I remember the first time Jamie told me about that and he said, I was just so aware again of the kindness of God to me that he was uniquely interested in Jamie's dream to see Jaws again. So you may have like those little tiny fun dreams. Oh, I'd really love to do that. And Father God is so interested in those. And it just makes us aware of more and more of his goodness as we dream with him. Um, you know, Father God hasn't called us to be slaves because slaves do not know the master's business. But God has called us to be his friends. And as friends... We know the dreams on his heart, don't we? Um, one day, a friend of mine was quite upset, and I remember I was just like comforting her, and I was giving her this big hug. And um, when we stopped hugging, she looked at me and she said, Oh, Joy, I felt your heart beat as we hugged. And I came away from that, and I thought, Oh, that's exactly what it is to dream. That as we're intimate with Father God, and as we're in that love relationship with him, it's like a big hug, isn't it? And we actually know the dreams that are on his heart. We feel his very heartbeat, and his dreams become our dreams. So it's all about intimacy. It's all about loving God more. Well, I came back to England in 2011, and because of the experience I've had, in terms of dreaming with God. I just wanted to share it with other people. So I started my own business called Dream Coaching and met up with people to talk about the dreams that God had given them and to help them build a strategy so that they could actually live those dreams out. Because so many of us have got prophetic words over our lives. And it's like, how do these work out? How do these dreams work out in reality? So that's what I've been doing since I got back and that's why I'm here this morning just to share a little bit of my journey. So I just want to look at um, what can we put in place to have a dreaming lifestyle? How dreaming changes us? How dreaming changes the world around us? And how our dreaming impacts the next generation? So that's what we're going to be just sharing and looking at this morning. So the first thing is, why is dreaming important? Dreaming is a really big part of our lifestyle as revivalists. 
because it brings more of the kingdom of God. I just want to read Ephesians chapter 1 to you, verse 17 to 21. It says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. And as we dream, what happens is the eyes of our hearts get enlightened we know the hope to which he's called us, and we know what our inheritance is. So this morning, as I'm speaking, the eyes of your heart are going to be enlightened to know the hope to which he's called you. So your dreams are about the hope which he's called you to. Your dreams are about living out that hope that he's called you to. And then it goes on to say that that power is the same as his mighty power that raised Jesus from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. So what we need to know is that as we live out our dreams, we don't have to do it in our own strength. Such a belief, isn't it? Because we actually have the same power in us that raised Jesus from the dead. So actually we live our dreams out with the power that's in us that raised Jesus from the dead. It takes all the pressure off, doesn't it? That we can just rely on the power of God in us. <coughs> Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared for us in advance to do. I remember once having a bit of a revelation about this. So I was just like praying about my dreams and just talking to Father God about them. And I had a picture of when I was born. And I saw like the delivery room in the hospital where my mum was giving birth to me. And then I saw that Jesus was standing there as I was being born. And then I noticed that he went out of the room. So in my dream, I like saw where Jesus was and I followed him and he went into another room just down the corridor. And I noticed that on the door of this room he went into, it said Joy's room. And I thought, whoa, this is interesting. And then I realised that this room was in heaven. And Jesus walked into the door of this room that said Joy's room. And there were lots of angels all standing around. And he said to the angels, she's arrived. <laughs> and they were celebrating and clapping because I'd been born. And then I saw around the room that there were lots of um, like certificates and like uh, medals and things up on the wall. And each of them under them had sort of like something that I was going to do with Father God in my life. It had those works that I just spoke about from Ephesians 2 verse 10 that they'd been planning for me before the creation of the world. They were all up in this room as trophies and certificates. 
And then Jesus looked at the angels and she said, oh, she can start to enjoy these things now that we've been preparing for her. And it was such an amazing revelation to me that we are actually God's dream. Because that happens at your birth too. It wasn't just my birth, that happens at your birth too. And you are God's dream. And, you know, before the creation of the world, Father, Son and Holy Spirit were sitting around together discussing you and discussing the dreams that you were going to fulfil in your life and saying, oh, I can't wait till she arrives. I can't wait till he arrives. It's going to be so much fun to do these adventures with him, to do these adventures with her, you know? And that's what Father um, thinks about us. A guy called Lou Engel says, God had a dream and he wrapped your body round it. God had a dream and he wrapped your body round it. So just like you to take the paper because I want us all to participate this morning and just say to them, you are God's dream. Look them in the eye and say, you are God's dream. (laughs) And you know what? That is the first step to dreaming, knowing your identity, knowing that you're a son and daughter of the King of Kings. That's your first step to dreaming, knowing how precious you are, knowing how valuable you are, and knowing all those exciting things that God has prepared for you. You're made for purpose, you're made for destiny. What, what is in you that the world is waiting for? <laughs> what is the specific, unique thing that God has placed in you that the world is waiting for? I love programmes like... Um, Britain's Got Talents and uh, all that type of thing. You know, what, what's, oh, it's completely escaped me. The one that happens just before Christmas, the singing one. X Factor, yeah, X Factor. I love programmes like that because often you get people that have been hidden away and suddenly they come into the audition and they open their mouths and you're like, wow. I remember a few years ago there was that guy, Paul Potts. I don't know if you remember him, he, he like sang opera, and before he went on to Britain's Got Talent, I think it was, he was on, he used to be a salesman in a car phone warehouse, and in one of his interviews, he just said, oh, I've never really stepped out with my voice because I've lacked confidence. And you know what? For some of us, there are dreams inside of us that God has placed there, but we've not stepped out with them because of our lack of confidence. So the more we know that we're sons and daughters and that we're loved, then the more confident we're going to be to step out with our dreams. Um, So how does dreaming change us? And how does dreaming change our relationship with the Father? You know, it's not just another add-on. It's not just another, oh, something I need to be doing as a Christian. It's actually a foundation of our relationship with God and will just help us to know him better. Proverbs 4, verse 23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, because from it flows the wellspring of life. Okay? And one of the ways that we know that life is flowing from our hearts and that our hearts are in a good condition is how much hope we have. 
So I just want to really ask you to think this morning about how your hope levels. You know, we're starting a new year, aren't we? And we sometimes think about resolutions and things that would like to happen during the year. And we need hope for that. I remember um, one day I received a card through the post from a good friend of mine. And the card just had in huge yellow letters on it, something wonderful is about to happen. And I thought, well, that's what hope is. That I'm feeling like something wonderful is about to happen. And you know what? God has got something wonderful for all of you that, that he wants to happen. Like every day, he has something wonderful for you. And that's what hope is. And I was thinking recently about, because um, it's been Christmas, I was just thinking about how when I was little, on Christmas Eve, I used to go to bed and shake with excitement. <laughs> and um, it was in the anticipation of going down in the morning and seeing all those presents around the Christmas tree. And there was no doubt in my mind that those presents were going to be there for me in the morning to unwrap. And that's the same thing about hope. We really are excited about things. Mm. So I'd love you just to be thinking this morning, you know, think about the different parts of your life and how much hope do you have for the different areas of your life today? How much hope do you have for your family, for your family relationships, for perhaps like family members that you want to come to know Jesus? How much hope is there about those situations today? Perhaps for some of you, you've dreamt in the past and you've been disappointed because the dream hasn't happened in the way you expected or the dream hasn't happened full stop. And you've had lots of disappointment. And that can come, can't it? And it can like attack hope. And Proverbs 13 verse 12 says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. Mm. And I really feel this morning that Father, in his goodness, just wants to come and really heal areas of disappointment in our hearts that have stopped us hoping for our dreams. And um, even as I'm speaking now, just be asking Holy Spirit, are there any areas of disappointment in my heart that have just come and caused my heart to become sick and stop me hoping for my dreams? Um, recently, this, this happened to me. Holy Spirit just showed me an area of disappointment in my heart. So my pastor, um, Simon Holly, one Sunday, just had a word of knowledge about somebody who had been really wanting to see somebody healed of deafness and hadn't seen it happen and how they'd stopped believing for healing. They'd stopped hoping for healing because they hadn't seen it happen. I realised it was me. So my father's been very deaf for a number of years and we've been praying for him and other people have been praying for him and every time he goes to a healing conference he's one of the first people up the front getting prayer and taking out his hearing aids to test out whether or not he's received healing and, and I realised that I'd stopped praying for him and I realised it was because I was just disappointed because I thought, Father, surely you want to heal my dad of his deafness you know, why isn't that happening and I'd actually stopped praying for other people as well because of this so I just express my disappointment to God, and it's so important that we do that. You know, like David in the Psalms, 
He expressed his heart to God, didn't he? The things that were troubling him, he just poured them out to God. And at times, he became quite angry. And you know, Father, Father doesn't mind when that happens. It's so important that we express our disappointment and our hearts to God. And for some of you here this morning, you know, there just needs to be a time where you express disappointment over unfulfilled dreams to the Father. And as I expressed this, I then just asked Jesus where he was when I was praying for my dad and what he was doing. And I saw a picture, and as I was praying for my dad's deafness, Jesus was behind him, and he'd just got his hands round my dad, and he was just looking at me and saying, Joy, I love your dad so much. I love your dad so much. I kept saying that, I love your dad so much. And I was just weeping. And for me, that was enough. Because I knew that that was the most important thing, that my dad was loved by the father. And um, uh, it was just so exciting. And just like hope began to rise again, that he will be healed. And, I, and since then, I've just started to pray for some other people. But even as I was just like writing the talk, actually, and, and writing this story down in my talk, I realised that I'd been believing a lie because I'd been believing that it was my effort that was going to cause my dad to be healed. Yeah. And what happens sometimes with disappointment is we then start to believe lies about ourselves and about God. And that actually then stops us pursuing the dream. So it's really good, after you've expressed your disappointment, to just ask Father to show you any lies you've been believing. So as I was writing the talk, I was just able to stop and just say, Father, I repent of thinking it's about my effort because you did everything necessary for healing at the cross. You did it all at the cross, Jesus. And, um, and it was just like this weight comes off you when you realise that, that Jesus has done it all. And um, I felt as well this morning that for some of you, you know, there's been dreams that you've been like really um, doing lots about and putting lots of energy into and almost like really focusing on how can I make this dream happen? You know, what can I do to make this dream happen? And it's like climbing this really steep staircase. And I felt like some of you are a bit weary from trying to make dreams happen. And as you give your dream to God and recognise that he's the one that's going to make your dream happen, that staircase turns into an escalator. And there's just a lightness, there's just a rest, there's just a peace, there's just a contentment that Father knows my dreams and that he is the one that's going to bring them about. I can just rest in knowing that he's the dream giver. He's given the dreams to me in the first place. So he's going to bring it about. And I can rest. I don't need to work hard. move on a little bit. Our dreams really help us to pay attention to our thinking. 
So, you know, like repentance is actually a change in the way that we're thinking. So repentance is like realising lies that we're believing about God or about ourselves and actually then receiving the truth from Holy Spirit and starting to walk in the truth rather than the lies. So that's what repentance is. And I just want to share a story about how my friend's dream helped her to see a mindset that Father God wanted to change. So I have a friend who's been living in Ireland and one day she was shopping, her name's Rachel, and she was shopping in TK Maxx and buying a present for a friend. And while she was there, she saw this amazing chair that she fell in love with, just this gorgeous, gorgeous chair. It, it was exactly the right colours for her room and she just loved it. She was just like, oh, I love that chair. So she asked how much it was and the shop assistant said, oh, it's €289. Euro. And she knew that that was way out of her budget and that she didn't have the money to spend on it. So she said, oh, thank you very much, but, you know, I'm not going to be able to buy that chair. But as she walked out of the shop, she just felt Father say to her, Rachel, that's your chair. And she's like, oh, but we don't have the money, God. And, um, and she was thinking, oh, my birthday's coming up, but if I go home and tell my husband, I know that he'll want to get it for me, and he might, like, stretch our budget too much, so I'm just going to keep quiet. I'm not going to say anything. But really, there was a dream in her heart now to have that chair. So she just drove home and gave it to God. And as she parked the car... Her 15-year-old son came running out of the house and said, Mum, 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 you'll never guess what's just happened. Somebody's just put 500 euros through our front door. (laughs) And she knew immediately that that was Father God and provision for that chair so that she could have that dream. And later on that evening, she was sharing it with her husband, and they were going to a meeting, and her husband said, that's an amazing story, I'd like you to share that at the meeting we're going to tonight. And she suddenly felt really, like, embarrassed, and that she didn't want to share it. And she's like, why am I feeling like that? Why am I feeling embarrassed? And she realised that she thought that people would think she was greedy and that that money should have perhaps gone on bills or clothes for the children or food or perhaps they should have given it away or something like that. And she just had this revelation that she was happy to ask Father God for her needs but not her wants. But you know what? Dreaming helps us ask God for our wants as well as our needs. That's so powerful. So she shared it at the meeting and then it brought breakthrough to the other people in the meeting too so that they then saw Father God as somebody who wanted to provide for their wants as well. Isn't that amazing? And um, I just had a lady that I was doing some dream coaching with and she was in her late 60s and in our third session I just said to her, um, Anne, you know, what do you feel like God's been teaching you as you've been dreaming? And she said, well, it's like this, Joy. As my grandchildren came to me at Christmas and, um, and I said, what would you like for Christmas? And they said to me, oh, Grandma, just a toothbrush. Just a pair of socks, that'll be fine. She said, I'd be devastated 
because they wouldn't understand my heart for them. They wouldn't understand my character. They wouldn't understand that I'd want to buy them the really special things that they're longing for. And she said, I realised that for most of my walk with God and since I've been a Christian, that I've just been asking God for the toothbrush and the pair of socks. <laughs> and that he wants me to ask for my dreams. And it delights his heart when we ask for our dreams, doesn't it? And it's the same, you know, sometimes when we're dreaming, we can sort of compartmentalise our dreams and think, oh, that one's okay because it's spiritual, you know. That one's okay because it's about um, working with the poor or it's about worship or something like that. But then we look at the things like having the nice chair or um, the movie, Jaws, and we sort of think, oh, wow, I can't really spend a lot of time on that because it's not spiritual. But Father God loves it when we're doing those things. Um, I don't know whether any of you have seen the movie Chariots of Fire. Have you seen that movie? It's one of my favourites. And there's a guy, Eric Liddell, in the movie. He's a, an amazing runner. It's all about runners, basically. No music. <laughs> and, um, and in the movie, um, Eric Liddell is this fantastic runner and has the opportunity to go to the Olympic um, Games and run for his country. And um, he also knows that God has made him to go to China and be a missionary in China. And at one point in the movie, his sister is talking to him and just says, I can't understand why you're going to the Olympics. Why aren't you going to China? You know that God has called you to go to China. Why aren't you doing that? And Eric Liddell says um, to his sister, God has made me to run, and he's made me to run fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. (laughs) When you live your dream, God feels pleasure and delight over you. (laughs) You bring such delight to him when you're living out your dream. The other thing is that dreams have quite a ripple effect. So it's great when we're dreaming in a community because when we have a testimony about a dream fulfilled, it then gives somebody else the faith to ask for their dream, you know, and to see their dream coming about too. So this this happened, uh, something happened to me this week that just really... Uh, describes as well. So one of my fun dreams was to have a hot air balloon ride. You find that quite a lot of people want to do that. (laughs) Um, And uh, I thought, oh, I'll probably just buy one at some point, you know. And then I was uh, in a workshop talking about dreams and I was sharing that my fun dream was to have a hot air balloon ride. And somebody in the workshop put their hand up and said, Oh, Joy, my brother owns a hot air balloon company. I can organise for you to have a hot air balloon ride. You know, don't worry, give me your email, I'll send you all the details. I was like, oh, how exciting. 
that is so lovely when just Father God arranged for that particular man to be in that workshop. His brother owns a hot air balloon company. He can organise it. He sent me an email and there were five different locations I could have gone to. I could have gone to America, France, Ireland or England to do this hot air balloon ride. And I chose Ireland. And I went up with like 15 other hot air balloons. And then afterwards, I met all these hot air balloon enthusiasts. <laughs> and it was so much fun. And I just thought, oh, that's so you, God. Because you love to expand our dreams. And you think, oh, you know, you're asking for that. But I'm going to make it so much more exciting for you. And he just enjoyed the pleasure that it brought me, you know. And then, this week, uh, there's a girl that's been, like, interning with me. So she's heard this story a number of times, and she wanted a hot air balloon ride. Last Sunday, she preached about dreaming at her church, and at the end, somebody sent her a letter and said, I'd like to buy you a hot air balloon ride. <laughs> so there's just like that lovely ripple effect, isn't there, as we dream in community. But the main thing is, it makes us so aware of God's kindness us and God's goodness to us and it brings us back to that doesn't it so I just want to encourage you share your dreams with each other because it will build each other's faith as you do that so do share your dreams and when somebody shares a dream with you because you're family it becomes your dream too so there's something about praying for that person and asking them about actions they might be taking towards their dream, encouraging them and believing in them. I'm not sure if some of you in the past have perhaps had a dream, shared it with somebody, and they've just said, well, that won't happen. Or, you know, that's a bit unrealistic. When are you going to get the money for, for that? You know? And it's just like pouring her water on it, isn't it? You know, and they're doing it because they love you and they don't want you to be disappointed. But actually, choose the people you share your dreams with well and choose people that are full of faith and that are full of expectancy and most of all that they believe in you and they believe at the amazing things that God has placed in your life. So, yeah, choose who you share your dreams with. Um, uh, we also can dream for the next generation, which is really powerful. So, you know, some of the things that we're seeing happen today, like some of the healings that we see happen, some of the miracles we see happening. You know, people that lived years ago were praying and contending for those things. And we are reaping the prayers that they have sown powerful, isn't it? We just want to really honour the generations that have gone before yes. us and that have contended for the things that we are now harvesting and seeing happen in our lifetimes. And my question to you is, you know, what are you believing for that perhaps the future generations will see? <coughs> what are you contending for? What's the thing that God has put on your heart that is not happening at the moment but it might be that generations to come see it happening because of your prayers, because of perhaps finances that you're sowing into it now, because of like something you are doing in terms of sowing into that dream now. 
because you're dreaming then for the generation to come. It's powerful, isn't it? I know for me, I really want to see breakthrough in terms of mental health and depression. So um, I, I don't believe that that should be something that our nation has hanging over it. And, you know, um, we can pray now, we can take every opportunity, you know, when we meet people that are suffering with mental health issues, to pray for them and to believe God for breakthrough. But I know that one day, it will just be like somebody could say one word and that will be lifted off them. Because God is well able to do that, isn't he? You know, and we just take we just take steps now and contend for those things for the future generations to come. Our world is crying out for dreamers. It's crying out for dreamers. All the change that has happened in the nations has been because somebody was brave enough to dream about it. So if you think of Will, William Wilberforce with slavery, Martin Luther King. They all had a dream, didn't they? And then the changes have happened. What could your local community look like if you dreamt with God about it? I was uh, dreaming with somebody yesterday and they just started dreaming about a preschool group they take their toddler to. And they just started dreaming about how, you know, they would love joy to break out as the children were, pray, were, were playing because of the joy that they were carrying. They just wanted to see a real atmosphere change in the playgroup with the mums, you know. So what areas of your life at the moment would you love to see God changing? Because they're your dreams. They're your dreams, you know. What areas of your life do you feel like you're thriving in? And what areas does it feel like you're just surviving? You know, because as you think about what it would look to thrive, that's your dream. Because Jesus said, I have come that they may have life, and life in all its fullness. So in every area of your life, what does it look like to have life in all its fullness? Exciting, isn't it, when we think like that? Um, okay. We're going to like draw to a close now, but I just really feel like Holy Spirit wants to bring hope. And that when I talked about disappointment over dreams or just disappointment over certain areas of your life, that you just sensed Holy Spirit really speaking to you. And there's just like fresh hope for people today. Fresh hope for their dreams. Fresh hope for the future. Fresh hope for 2015. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm just going to ask you to be really brave. And if you know that's you, I just want you to stand up now and I'm just going to pray for you. Yeah. If you know that you're needing some fresh hope this morning, I just invite you to stand up. Yeah. Yeah. We know the God of all hope. <laughs> We know the God of all hope. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Just really just engage with Father. He's standing right in front of you this morning. We've heard he's like sons of love over us. He's got so much hope for you today. Mm. Yeah. And I just want you to just talk to God about any disappointment that you've been feeling about unfulfilled dreams. I just want you to talk to God about that. Just tell him how you're feeling. He's such a loving dad. He wants to just sit with you and hear about that disappointment. The thing with disappointment is it separates us from our appointments. And uh, we need to like deal with that disappointment so that we can step fully into the appointments that God has got for us in our lives. So just talk to God about that disappointment. Mm, just pour it out to him. Uh, just tell him how it's been making you feel. Mm, yeah. feel like there are some people here that have been feeling disappointment over relationships that have gone a bit sour and you're just longing for some restoration in certain relationships which has been a long time and Father God just wants you to tell them about that disappointment. Mm. He's the one who restores relationships. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, just give. And then I just want you to like hand that disappointment over to him. It's not for you to carry. Just hand that disappointment over to him. Mm. Yeah. Just ask him if there are any like lines you've been believing as a result of that. Holy Spirit will show you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. For some of you, I just feel uh, like you've been believing the lie of you do not deserve for that dream to happen. You don't deserve for that dream to happen. And Father just wants to come and remind you that you're his precious child. Yes. And he loves to give you your dreams. Mm. Don't disqualify yourself. Don't feel undeserving. Mm. And for some of you, there's just that place of like repenting where you've just been asking Father for your needs and not for your wants. Mm. He wants to come and give you your wants. Mm. Even now, just start to ask him (coughs) for some of those little dreams that you thought were insignificant. Just ask him. He's such a good father. Such a good father. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I just believe as well that some of you, like when you were growing up, you you never really had the best. You know, your parents didn't have a lot of money. And you always have the cheaper option. (laughs) Like if you were buying an ice cream, you know, you always had to go for the cheaper option. 
And Father's just saying, oh, you can have, you can have the best. You're royalty. You're royalty. You can ask for the best. Mm. Thank you, Father. It's a day for new dreams. It's a day for new dreams. So just ask Father God, worry, what are the new dreams he has for you for this year? Where are you going to bring change? You have permission to dream. You have permission to dream mm. and to dream. <coughs> mm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? People around you will be blessed as you live your dreams. There's going to be such a blessing for other people as you live your dreams. Yeah. It says in the Psalms, God us so that all the nations of the earth will fear him and honour him. So God's going to look in amazement over your life and say, wow, how amazing what God has given them. How amazing that gift, that gift of singing that God has placed in them. That gift of creativity that God has placed in them. Yeah, how amazing. How amazing their God is. our dreams out, out loud, like we talk about declaration, <coughs> and we talk about the power of like prophesying things with our mouths, and I think for some of you, this is just really safe place, we're all family, that God just wants you to speak out a dream that he's giving you right now, just to speak it out loud so that we can celebrate with you. Yeah. Good. If anyone wants to be courageous. <laughs> Like better family relationships. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, sorry. Oh, just better family relationships. Yeah. Better yeah. family relationships. Yeah. If you yeah. want that too, then that is that is something that God wants to do this mm. year. Mm. And He's going to show you how. He's mm. going to show you how. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the main thing will be love. It's, it comes down to love, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Any others that people want to speak out? My children to know the Lord. Oh, yes. Yeah, we just agree with that. Yeah, Yeah, that any Mm. prodigals here, any children here, Mm. to come back to the Father. It's a year of prodigals returning. Yeah, thank you, Father. Mm. Any others? Restoration of marriage. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Yeah